Welcome to the GeoMob Podcast, where we discuss geo-innovation in any and all forms, whether for fun or profit. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the GeoMob Podcast. My guest today is Peter Rushforth, and he's going to be talking with us today about a, a movement, a technology, an open source project called Maps for HTML. Peter, welcome to the show. Um, briefly, give us give us your background, introduction, and then let's dive into exactly what Maps for HTML is. Hi, Ed. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's really nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm Peter Rushforth, and I'm a technology advisor at the in the Canadian Geospatial Data Infrastructure Division of Canada Centre for Mapping and Earth Observation. And uh, I don't speak for CCMEO or CGDI. These are just my opinions. And, and what exactly is Maps for HTML? Yeah, so Maps for HTML is, uh, is a, an open source project, essentially. We're a community group that uh, got started on the W3C uh, website, uh, thanks to support from a variety of folks in the, in the geospatial world. And uh, so a community group is a, um, it's basically a WordPress site and a mailing list. And um, so it's been around for quite a while now and we've got quite a few supporters. Uh, we've evolved into a set of open source projects on GitHub as well. So that's the important thing about it today. Um, so the reason we exist and why, uh, why Maps for HTML exists is um, first of all, we think that the web platform is the uh, global commons um, uh, on which you know everyone relies for a fair and level playing field uh, for consuming and publishing information. So today, the web platform uh, represented by HTML, CSS, and JavaScript and browser technology has no notion of location except, well, with some small small exceptions. So, um, you know, among other things, maps and location are, are not inherently findable on the web. So like when you search for um, anything in Google or DuckDuckGo or whatever, Bing, uh, you typically get a categorization of uh, results and there's like images and video and news and maps. And except in that maps tab, there's always only ever one map under maps. And uh, we think that uh, <clears throat> maps and location are of vital public interest. So, uh, and there are a ton of maps out there. And they should be searchable and findable by, by search engines, but they're not because um, we think because maps aren't part of HTML mostly. So um, it's not like uh, those companies who are providing search engines are keeping uh, you know, the geospatial community down. It's just that um, we just haven't stood up and said we want to be involved in the web platform. And uh, we think, as a community, we think that it's important. So if I understand correctly, you're trying to define like the, that a map is kind of becomes a native sort of element of HTML. Is, is that a, the Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the core of the idea. Uh, I mean, maps uh, are pretty common. And in fact, in HTML, uh, you know, the, the thing that gave me the idea in the first place was back in like 98, uh, I was opening uh, HTML in an in a IDE and saw the, the, 
you know, the help section for map, the map element. And uh, I thought it was okay as far as it went at the time. But, you know, we in the mapping world were going in a different dynamic pan and zoom and reveal the entire world direction. And, uh, you know, so it just stuck in my, uh, in my mind as something that could, could and should be uh, in HTML. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, there's a long and winding road between there and here. But, uh, yeah, essentially we think there should be a, a map element that uh, facilitates creating and using maps for everyone. Hmm. Okay, so and and uh, so this this effort has been underway for quite some time, I guess. Um, uh, to define this, what uh, what's the end goal? You're trying to define a coherent standard of kind of this is how you create a map in a, in a web environment, or this is how you define the metadata around your map, and then you still create the map using JavaScript or or whatever rendering library. Well, yeah. So. Um... Exactly. In, in, the, uh, in the big three, HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, that's like uh, in classic application development, it's, there's a, a paradigm called model view controller. And HTML is like the model in all of uh, in that, in that uh, abstraction. And um, uh, the, the view is provided by CSS, styling and, uh, and rendering is uh, controlled through CSS. And uh, JavaScript uh, provides customization uh, be of behavior, and we feel that by building, um, you know, mapping uh, mapping primitives, especially maps and layers, into uh, maps, layers, and tiles and features. Pardon me, uh, into the web, we uh, we'll have the, um, a much more powerful and ubiquitous framework for accessing and using maps. Uh, Map and creating map data, so yeah. How does one go about this? I mean, is it a matter of you need to convince the browser makers, or I mean, yeah. couldn't this be couldn't this sort of be solved at the level of the the rendering library, like a leaflet or something, where you I don't know, you I'm just just thinking off the top of my head now, but you like you know you define some sort of metadata within when you create the map, and somehow that gets. I guess crawlers know to extract that metadata, and thus they can know what the map is about. I, I could see how this would get messy quickly, but um. yeah. So the th the thing the thing about uh, maps is that uh, they are um, so like just to go back uh, the the it is a process of uh, of convincing browser makers that maps and locations should be part of the facilities of the the web platform. Um, but it doesn't just, you know, it's not just a question of throwing the idea over the fence and hoping or and planning that they'll implement it. You know, it's um, it's really comes down to, um, but through leading by example, like what we want to do is uh, see a map and layer tile and uh, and uh, um, and feature facility built into HTML. So we're polyfilling that, and so what we do. Is uh, is we defined um, <clears throat> we def defined a vocabulary that we call map markup language. Okay, so in the in the uh, OGC community early on in the project history, we worked with some of the web map service and web map tile service uh, standards experts to refine the vocabulary from its initial idea. So it's always a question of 
uh, iterative refinement of the, the ideas and the concepts. And um, so we came up with a vocabulary that we call map markup language. And uh, early on in, in the uh, project, it was a fairly static thing. We could um, add a sort of uh, interface to servers like GeoServer or a map server or basically uh, create a independent proxies that would um, translate between uh, the WMS uh, API or the WMTS API and HTML, or this MapML vocabulary. Excuse me. And um, so this we uh, produced using Leaflet to, uh, on the on the front end together with um, together with uh, uh, custom element um, facility that at the time was uh, custom elements were not yet a standard it was uh, uh, polyfilled itself uh, it was called polymer and uh, so it allowed us to create custom elements using leaflet and polymer and uh, so we had an initial stab at it uh, back then back in 2017 type of uh, time frame and then uh, <clears throat> so the vocabulary is fairly static you know you could allow uh, uh, servers to um, facilitate access to spatial information um, through uh, uh, this uh, uh, service interface that translated between WMS, WMTS, and uh, and um, the browser, the HTML dialect that we had. And then um, in about 2020, in 2020, we had uh, we held a global workshop, an online workshop. Um, it w was online thanks to the pandemic, you know, we were forced to go online like everybody else. Um, but at the same time, we were able to get participation from around the world and it was, um, you know, pretty successful, I would say. And uh, so the thing is that uh, at that time, it, 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 I, I didn't know much about uh, accessibility at the time and I'm still learning, but it, it became really abundantly clear through the the proceedings of that workshop that accessibility was, you know, sort of uh, essential for anything that's that purports to to want to be a, a web standard. Accessibility is sort of the job one of HTML when when we build uh, web pages and uh, web resources in HTML. Uh, it's in it's uh, they try to be to make it inherently accessible, and it's through it's often through the the um, efforts of developers that the accessibility is is removed from uh, web resources. So it, it became clear to me that uh, you know it wasn't just as simple as saying, "Oh, browser makers, you should make a uh, uh, a browser widget for maps." It needs to be it needed to be accessible. So you know through that workshop experience, we took a lot of the requirements away, and we've been working away on improving the front-end client-side uh, library using what are now standardized uh, custom elements. So custom elements are part of HTML and JavaScript today. It allows you to create new elements that have a hyphen in the name typically, and uh, but you can um, basically bring them to life, give them behavior through um, modular JavaScript and CSS. And so that's what we're what we've done is we've continued using the leaflet library because you know the map semantics the core map semantics behind maps are very very well represented in leaflet 
um, but all of these uh, all of these um, mapping libraries, um, regardless of what they are, because there's no uh, notion of maps and location on the web, they they create uh, a large pile of markup and rendering um, uh, facilities that are not not necessarily. I mean, they represent visually. They represent the map very well, often, um, but they're not necessarily accessible. And this was all. all uh, they all, they have accessibility gaps. Let's say this was also revealed um, by one of our uh, the study done by one of our contributors, Robert Linder uh, and Nick Chan um, uh, at the workshop uh, revealed that, you know, mapping libraries have differences in accessibility uh, um, profile and those differences turn into problems for uh, accessibility needs users. So, um, so accessibility was really uh, centered in our in our work uh, at that time, and so ever since we've been working on um, both refining the accessibility of the of the uh, the custom element set, uh, as well as fill uh, you know filling it out. So, like initially, we started off with just a MapML viewer custom element with uh, a MapML viewer and layer custom element, and now we're working on um, expanding the set to include features and tiles and other other uh, core mapping uh, requirements. And so, we feel that, sorry, go ahead. Well, so, so, so where is the project right now? It's still at the stage of kind of prototyping and uh, uh, gathering the requirements and thinking about what is needed? And like, or is this actually, does does this technology exist somewhere like it, and is supported by any browsers already or, or where should where should people think about the, how should people think about this what what um so it's an iterative process right the, the 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 process of going from um idea to web standard is uh is definitely iterative and you know the web browser manufacturers are all about or the developers that are, that is they're all about incremental change and um, what they call primitives. And so they want you to break down your idea into what they uh, consider primitives. And um, as far as I can see, one, you know, the, the primitive in, in maps is uh, coordinate reference systems, the, the central primitive that is required uh, for support by browsers is coordinate reference systems. And from there, we can start to talk about uh, uh, tiles and features and and so on. So the 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 underlying um, primitive for maps is is coordinate reference systems, and um, well, that's a that's a big thing actually. Uh, you know, there's there uh, a a, uh, a well-known geo geo spokesman uh, for the geospatial industry by the name of Jeff Jeff Zeiss. He was a, a um, he was an executive in the CAD and GIS industries in the 90s and 2000s, and I s listened to him s speak many times. And he uh, he wrote articles calling the the lack of coordinate reference systems in in the CAD space um, the tr a trillion dollar problem. And I, I believe that we're looking at the same um, 
the same situation in the in the web browser space. There's no there's no notion of uh, coordinate reference systems, with the exception of you know the geolocation API, which is um, allows you to render your location on a on a mobile map, which is which is great as far as it goes. But it's uh, it doesn't it doesn't speak to the the need to build location semantics into the into the platform. What is what is the opinion of the browser manufacturers? They they are excited by this development, or they say, "Well, once it's a standard, we'll implement it." Or, or how how does that work? I mean, are they are they actively working within your group to to help define this? Or, um, so browser manufacturers uh, represented today, I guess, by Google, Apple, and Mozilla. Um, we've engaged with all of them, and. Uh, uh, so one of the one of the things about browsers is that they're actually open source projects themselves um, in all cases, and they're they're large scale and uh, uh, but they're open source, and uh, so we have engaged with them. And there's a company uh, there are, well there are a couple of companies that we have particularly started uh, engaging with who employ um, browser engineers. Uh, um, Bocoup and Egalia, and uh, you know they're they're interested, and I think what they're waiting to see is uh, is um, um, well, for one thing, a, a uh, an implementable proposal from the community, uh, and for another thing is you know what they have all, without exception, told me is they they want to see um, you know support from the from the public uh, for. Uh, from developers for the the things that are being proposed. So, um, you know, I, I realize we're coming from a long way back, but I, uh, you know, like as I said, it doesn't. You don't just throw an idea over the over the fence and hope it gets implemented. You know, there's a process to it. So we're doing that work. We're we're trying to uh, build the specs and build the prototype, proof of concepts, and um, and hopefully build the support through in the geospatial community as well. So, um, yeah, it's, I have to say it is a lot of fun though too, besides, besides being, uh, you know, a, a challenge, it is uh, enjoyable to learn the ins and outs of the web platform. So that's what our open source project is doing. I can I can imagine it must be uh, you know trying to build something so basic like this that is used in so many different permutations on so many different platforms and so many different ways and you talk about accessibility you know all the different ways that people need to interact with the data you know a thousand ways that you can't quite anticipate so I imagine it's quite challenging. Yeah, so we've had uh, we've had. Um you know, participants in the community who, uh, you know, people come and go, but they leave behind their ideas, and that's uh, that's an important thing. We don't we don't throw away ideas, and we've uh, basically acted on uh, requirements that are have been specified earlier. It can take some time to implement them, but you know, we 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 act on them eventually. So, be, rest assured that even if you're <laughs> even if you're uh, uh, you don't have time to participate fully for long periods of time. You know, just coming in and chatting with us about requirements is is helpful, and it and it has an impact, and it'll get incorporated if it's uh, if it's workable. I guess one question I would have here is: Isn't there, to a degree, some 
element of, of conflict of interest in the sense that, um, you know, on the one hand, we, we, have, we have the open web that anyone can publish content on and things like that. Yeah, the reality is many, many people are now consuming their content through their phone, which is kind of a walled environment. Uh, primarily, they may be using uh, apps or the, the, the dominant browser is, of course, Chrome, which is made by Google who is also the largest web mapping provider, you know, I mean, how do you escape the gravitational pull of Google with uh, the Android environment, the Chrome browser, the Google Maps, you know, really, it, it, you know, to be, to be ultra cynical, does it really matter what the standard is if Google doesn't support it? Uh, you know, that's, a, those, are, those are really good questions, Ed, and, um, I think that, uh, like my my approach is that, you know, almost without exception, the people who I've met from Google and the Chrome team and uh, and uh, the Google organization are friendly and positive towards the project. So I I don't think that they're. Uh, in fact, uh, Ed Parsons from Google joined the community group last year because well, I'm I've known Ed for a long time and I've been pitching the idea and, um, you know, so. That's a that's a that's a big step. Like Google putting their putting their uh, imprimatur on the community group, and I, I, you know, I don't think it's uh, a question of escaping the gravitational pull of Google. I think, uh, you know, they're members of the community. Um, you know, like I said, browsers are open source projects. Uh, it's really a question of. Um, Working, working the you know, working the the, the basics and getting the uh, the proposal into a shape that is uh, reflective of uh, something that'll benefit the community. So, um, you know, Google Google contributes to the the web is uh, well. So the web is the global commons for information. Like it's it's really impossible to um, overstate how important the web is to humanity today and you know the the walled the walled ecosystems of apps and app stores and so on are are definitely a challenge to the web so the web itself is a facility that needs support and you know frankly google is one of the most important supporters of 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 that uh of that public commons so you know it would be it would be great to um have uh, other organizations, other large organizations, step up and uh, and help uh, help the web. So, to me, the uh, you know making a lot of things in geo seem to be parallel to the web. They seem to not um, not uh, end up helping the web. They end up being sort of a parallel universe, and it's because some some things are are technologically challenging. So it's. It's hard to uh, work work in two domains at once, um, but at the same time, uh, the web is the web is uh, you know the web is amazing, and so uh, Google and, you know and Apple and Mozilla are all uh, supporting that facility for all of us. So, 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 where is the project now? Like, who, how many people are involved? How many organizations? And kind of what's what's the next milestone? What is what 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 are you working towards right now? Yeah, so uh, as I mentioned, we uh, our 2020 uh, workshop 
laid down quite a few requirements in terms of accessibility. So we've been working with the accessibility uh, community um, uh, to to implement uh, idea, implement and specify ideas to improve the uh, being, uh, you know, to improve the user experience for uh, screen reader users, keyboard users, uh, and so on. And uh, so, par as part of that, we uh, have got. Um, so I said, as I mentioned, we're we've got our vocabulary, our map markup language vocabulary that is represented um, uh, it, at, at the beginning. It was represented by simply the MapML viewer map element and uh, the layer element as custom elements. So those only those two elements were sort of live DOM things. And so now we're proceeding to we we think we'll be at like version one when we get to a full custom element implementation of the vocabulary. So everything that we're proposing should be uh, reflected in, in a custom element that has a, a DOM API that uh, you know can be added and removed and changed as required through the DOM uh, as though they were native native HTML elements. And you know we'll be iterating on Making those you know, the the facilities of those elements better and more lifelike uh, as we go. Um, and so, once we get through the the process of creating custom elements for every <clears throat> element in the vocabulary, we think we'll be ready to propose the <clears throat> propose it to the W3C tag at least. So, run the run the proposal through the tag to get uh, affirmation that it is architecturally and uh, it's architecturally a good fit with the web. And then, uh, then I don't know, I guess we got, we got to talk about funding at some point. We've got to start talking about uh, getting organizations involved in supporting the idea because, uh, because like, for example, uh, Egalia is a, uh, a browser development company. They're the second biggest committer to uh, uh, Safari uh, WebKit and, uh, and um, uh, Blink uh, rendering engines. And they, are, uh, they work basically on contract. So they're available for hire. So we think that once we've got a reasonable proposal, we're, we have the, we have the uh, human resources that are able and willing to help us get the proposal into into browsers, so um, so we're not there yet, but uh, we're we're getting there, and we we really would like to uh, start talking about uh, how to get there with the community. What any you know for listeners who are maybe uh, excited by this development and and this this future for the web, what what is the best way for them to get involved, and and what kind of skills particularly are you kind of looking for at this stage that that are lacking kind of in the team, or that you need reinforcements on? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. So accessibility experts and accessibility needs users, like people to te uh, to use the examples and experiments and uh, declare that w them fit or not fit, or in, and in what ways. Those those are uh, key resources that we've uh, that we have had contributions from uh, on our organization, but we can always use more. 
And, you know, to be honest, this, this whole project sits at the intersection of the two domains, geospatial and the web. And web mapping, uh, web mappers and, uh, you know, really good uh, web map developers are rare as hen's teeth. And we would love to engage with them. So uh, if, uh, if we're able to, uh, to come to terms in some way, like uh, contact, contact me and we can, we can work together. But uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, technical expertise that comes from both domains is, uh, is a central challenge always and uh, accessibility experts as well. Okay, very nice. Then um, I encourage people to, to check it out and, and get involved. Any, any final thoughts, Peter, that you'd like to leave the listeners with about this project or, or about uh, kind of the vision behind it for, for what type of web we could be building? What, what, uh, what do you want to leave us with? Thanks for that, Ed. Uh, yeah, I think that, uh, I think that um, the web is our uh, information commons and um, it, 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 is, it belongs to us and we can change it. And, you know, we in the geospatial community who love uh, maps and uh, location information um, can help by standing up and, uh, and working together to uh, bring change and support the, the web, uh, web platform together. And uh, Google has um, shown a good example by joining the community group um, and, uh, and contributing ideas. So uh, let's all do like them. That, that's good to hear. What, um, what is the best way for people to get in touch or to enter learn more? How, how, how should they contact you or how, how should they dive into this project? Yeah, so we're, uh, our, our, our main web page is at mapsforhtml.org and it links out to all our, uh, our different uh, resources on GitHub and in the W3C. And, um, you know, even if you're not able to contribute ideas or you just uh, like the like the idea of the project, please join the community group. Like there, it's a, I've, I've found it to be a bit of a barrier because you have to sign off on a, a licensing agreement. You're saying you can license my ideas for, for a web standard. Uh, but at the same time, um, like just those faces on that page uh, are evidence to browsers that the idea has merit. So it does help, especially if you're able to get that uh, done on behalf of your organization. Okay, excellent. We, we will, of course, have, have links in the show notes to, to all these things. So um, anyone out there listening who is intrigued by this, I encourage you to get in touch. And um, Peter, thank you to you and, and all the other members of your community. This is, um, it sounds like hard work, but this is the work that, that creates the internet that we all rely on. So um, thanks very much for that. Thank you and very thanks for, much, and Thanks for taking the time to come on the show. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for joining us today and listening to the GeoMob podcast. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. Please get in touch with us if you have any feedback or suggestions for topics we should cover. You can get the show notes over on the website, which is at thegeomob.com. While you're there, you can sign up for our monthly mailing list where we keep you informed about upcoming events. You can, of course, also follow us on Twitter, where our handle is Geomob. Thanks for listening, and hope to see you at a Geomob event soon.